everyone. Welcome to the voice of Dr. Yan, and I am your host, Dr. Dimeng Yan. And this week, I have another Chinese American guest. Uh, he wants us to call him at City Lego because that is also his Twitter handle name. And City Lego is currently a high tech high tech industry professional, previously an entrepreneur serving Globox customers with state of art technologies and high tech products. City Lego closed his entrepreneur business with China years ago after observed that CCP's systematic infiltration and stealing of intellectual uh, properties from the United States. And also, the same as me, City Lego has been uh, he was born in China and he has uh, finished his uh, bachelor degree from the Chinese university and then moved to U.S. So basically, he and I share a lot in common uh, on the side of um, understanding of Chinese culture, Chinese Communist Party, and the difference between the uh, Western uh, cultures and uh, the Eastern culture. So in this episode, I would like to discuss with City Lego about this kind of uh, culture gaps we met in U.S. And this also, based on this difference, um, what his idea about the uh, cognitive the difference uh, in U.S., uh, especially after the, uh, I mean, not after, during the pandemic until now, when you see Xi Jinping regime become more and more aggressive and they're very pro uh, proud of the cognition uh, intervention, uh, this kind of tactics they applied in the United States and other Western countries. So we want to share our opinions in this field to help our audience further understand uh, what CCP is going to do against America and what has already happened and why uh, when we stay in U.S., it seems we can't um, feel that or we can't realize it. Uh, so what shall we do? All I say, so this is basically a uh, discussion between me and another uh, Chinese-American uh, on the cognitive uh, world technique, uh, tactics and also uh, our um, feeling, our observations in U.S. in these years. So hi, City Lego. Welcome to join the voice of Dr. Yan. Thanks for help having me, Dr. Yan. So we have talked before the broadcast You've told me that you, uh, before the pandemic, you are like me and also frequently go back to mainland China because you have uh, your friends and other uh, uh, people you care stay in China. But since the pandemic happened, you realize something wrong in China and then you realize, realize that uh, deeper and deeper. So could you tell our audience, why did you, uh, why do you feel this kind of new uh, understanding of the Ch communist China and also why the pandemic make you wake up and have better and better understanding? 
I think it, this is a very good question in terms of um, so given that my background is that I have been living in this country, the communist China, for quite a few years, and then I've been living in America for quite a few years as well. What is super blessed for me is that when I was at um, university in the U.S., um, I'm absolutely one of the minorities in the class in terms of race because um, I believe like if you're in electrical engineering or computer science, for example, uh, you can get a lot of like students from China. And honestly, like besides in the class or homework studies or group studies, there's kind of like a Chinese community in there that, that allows you to speak Mandarin or Cantonese um, as a subgroup, right? However, like that was not the case for me. I, I'm pretty much the only Chinese in that during that time. So I got blessed from that experience so that I can get a full picture, a better, a fuller picture um, of the American culture. Um, thereafter, I went to a couple of companies, big companies, small companies, and uh, had my own company as well. Um, basically, like buried in the entrepreneurial high tech industry in the U.S. So that gives me the I, I would say a fuller, not comparing with my kids. I mean, they're raising here, I'm born here. They're much more immersed than I am. But for me, like comparing with most people that came from China, I am blessed to be able to get more disclosed to the American culture, the logics, and the way that people think, right? Including right now, like we have meetings every single day, a lot of meetings in my company, and we talk, we debate, and we sometimes we even like argue very um uh, intensively with each other, but not hurting the personal relationship. It's like business is a business, right? That kind of thing. So for me, prior to the pandemic, I would say like, I'm still like a half Chinese and half American kind of culture. Um, like China is very tempting for me in terms of their um, developed status, the convenient for getting great food, the entertainment and their ktvs and like you got friends there you got like people that you know and i can speak mandarin pretty well native language level so i i feel like i'm part of the community right when when i was in business trip or personal trip right th there's no language or culture gap in there so it's pretty much a friendly um country for me and you know what same or similar rules actually applies to my American friends who are born here, some some are born in Europe, some are born in um, South uh, America as well. It's not a problem for them to visit China either for very similar reasons, right? People are friendly, humble, and they're diligent. The culture is very tempting to them as well. Uh, they like to do business in China and they like to be respected. That was the kind of like, I call it the illusion. For Amer a lot of Americans and a lot of um, Asian Americans, I would say, not just Chinese, but Asian Americans. That is kind of the illusion that the Chinese Communist Party has been successfully built up over years um, to the world, like to everybody, pretty much. Until that was my turning point. Really, is this virus thing? Because that was when I when I realized, like the communist part, the communism part of the China government is still there. It's still in their DNA. The reason that they did not do something like so malicious before the virus was just because they was not they were not able to do it at that time. Um, 
my personal experience is that when this uh I, I think it was January 19th when this virus thing got disclosed through little media from Dr. Yen. I remember it very clearly. It's like when I after that that podcast from Luda on that day, I was like, it it's actually true. It's like it makes total sense, right? They have been doing this for years. And I experienced honest SARS one uh when I was in China uh, in I think two thousand one or two thousand two timeframe. Uh now there's a SARS CoV two. Everything just like adds up. I it it's not that difficult for me to speculate. I, I can only say speculate because I have not seen any like evidence besides the outburst in um, in Wuhan that it, it it smells to me very very suspicious that this got to be something that is either a leak or some kind of experiment or some kind of like bad things that is happening from the government why because i lived in the country for many years i know what the ccp is able to do what they have been trained to do and what what they have been doing to their own people as well so I had that speculation, and then afterwards, over a few months, um, I think like Dr. Yan released three reports on uh, on our internet, and reading those reports, and also like adding the evidence they have been like sweeping out PPEs from the Western countries, and you can almost say that they're almost like organized. Why they're organized? Does this mean that CCP hired these people to purchase PPEs from from globally? They use their propaganda machines to generate something that is very uh, scary to the public. So that like they, they use WeChat, the Chinese people, a lot of them use WeChat, for example. There's this kind of conspiracy theory. There's kind of like propagandists on, on, on WeChat saying like, hey, everybody, like just do your best to, to buy PPEs to help your own people in China and ship them out, right? I did not realize what was happening at that time until... They just didn't close their international uh, planes and let the virus go outside to the world. That's when, and and even that, after a few months, did I realize? Oh, you know what? That that PPE sweeping globally could be part of their plan as well, right? Right. So I think that was my turning point regarding. I realized that it. I mean, it's not just another. Like regime is just not just another evil government. It's not like that. They are. They have their communism DNA in their uh, in their blood. They did the nineteen um, sorry, nineteen eighty nine Tiananmen event. They did their cultural revolution kill so many people. They did their one child policy kill so many innocent unborn or born babies. Um, they have been hibernating for a few decades. But this kind of virus thing to me is a wake up call that don't get fooled. It killing people, killing lives is still in their DNA. It's just a matter of time and whether or not they are capable of doing those things. So to me, like again, that turning point is I would say like from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty two, maybe um, the whole journey. Give me this kind of experience that. It, I, I can't I can't can't just do nothing anymore. I have to pick a side and meaning like either join the righteous goddess side or you got pulled away by the evil side. There's not choosing any part. That means like you are by default chosen a part. Back to you, Dr. Yan. 
Thank you, Sidirako. Uh, Thank you for sharing with us your personal experience, uh, especially since the pandemics. Uh, so my question now is, since you now already realize that the Chinese Communist Party is so evil, and based on your own experience and also knowledge, you also uh, understand that this pandemic is serving for certain purpose for that CCP, uh, Xi Jinping regime, and this kind of propaganda and also academics scandal are all coordinated globally. So how, how do you, uh, I mean, what kind of uh, things have you done to help the uh, Americans or other Chinese friends around you to understand that? Because I know that you said uh, you have to pick uh, the right side uh, to defend the value. And also uh, you are one of the first group of people who realize this um, the nature of this pandemic and the uh, nature of the CCP regime in that pandemic. So uh, as well, I know that when I came to US, like in the first few months, even when I tell people, WHO cover up the uh, fact, the truth of the Wuhan outbreak and pandemic to the world, people cannot uh, believe it even. So it's too shock for them. They feel they can't accept it until they talk with me and then they see evidence and also they go back to uh, do the research by themselves and then, oh, they understand. And But still, that was kind of bombshell news when it was dropped by Fox News using the, uh, via the interview with me, the first exclusive interview in July, 2020. So I want to uh, know that how did you help people around you to understand this kind of uh, situation? And also uh, what's the most impressive uh, things you feel from this kind of communication with people around you in the pandemic? It was indeed quite a journey for myself as well because um, I'm, I'm doing high-tech industry and there's something called debugging. That means if you find something that is not working as design or something that is suspicious, either it's quality or design, then everybody just gather gather up and find something called root cause, right? Uh, to figure out what's going on, what's going, going wrong um, that is happening, right? I guess for me... The first journey, I'll, I'll just divide the answer to three aspects. The first one is uh, technical or engineering mentality is that um, I need to prove it to myself that this everything makes sense. Or let's say people are calling this lab a region a conspiracy theory. To me, either it's a trust but verify or distrust but verified. It doesn't really matter. The matter is I have to persuade technically persuade myself this is something that is the root cause of this whole thing so that was my journey it had the original like suspicion versus like could it be a theory could it be one of the options of the COVID region and then thereafter it went out a lot of events right when they closed out Wuhan I'm like yeah that kind of proves that this is a big thing right that's when I realized this could be a pandemic 
And then after quite a few months, like I, I did read uh, part of the the part that I kind of could understand from Dr. Yan's uh, report. Right, those reports provides evidence, basically facts that they have been doing this kind of gain of research, gain of function research. They have synthesized this kind of uh, DNAs in our lab, right? The, the I, I can't can't really say the the professional world word. I, I believe it was like, uh, cleave it or something. Um, that that was the other one. Means the virus um, RNA, right? The RNA of sequence of the right. virus. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Um, I did read those things. Um, what I'm reading at is not as a virologist perspective, but from a engineering 101 perspective. That means A, when A is true and B is true, that means C is verified. And then adding another factor, that means E is very possible. That kind of logical thinking, reading those papers, it kind of starting to make sense. What really proves me logically about this engineering verification really is the response from the Chinese Communist Party. Because just out of my life experience in the United States or back in China, what I really experience is that if the Chinese Communist Party strongly, strongly, strongly declines something, want to hide something, that pretty much means verifies that they have did something horribly wrong or evil, right? So adding all those evidence together over the past three years, I did experience this whole journey from verification from the Communist Party, from science evidence, from the um, actions the the CCP has trying really really hard using their 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 national machine globally to cover up and and shut up and disappear people globally as well. Um, to to me, those evidence all adds up to leading all the way through the uh, the lab region. I think just like Mr. Um, Jim Maisel said, and in some of his tweets says, if like unless you have the evidence to disapprove something like in a scientific way, otherwise, killing one of the possibility itself is probably a conspiracy, rather than calling a theory conspiracy theory. Um, that's from the engineering perspective. And the second perspective is purely from culture. Um, and I guess that's probably going to be the most gap um, between someone who has been living in the Chinese communist China for decades versus someone who has just been a tourist or visitor, foreigner in a country just staying for a short period of time. Um, because I'm, I was born there, I have the life experience, some many years of life life experience in there. Something just tickles to me that I don't really need to um, see some very strong smoking gun evidence to speculate what could happen. Why? Because I'll just use a parable in here. If you are a electrical engineer for like twenty years, right? Sometimes when you see some phenomenon from the design or some kind of bug, you kind of have a good guess about what could go wrong. Why? Because that many years of experience gives you a good guesstimation of um, experience and and evidences, right? There's just certain amount of possibilities uh, that could likely happen. You just need to like verify one by one, and then to rule them out or rule them in to find the root cause. To me, that kind of culture background gives me, I would say, 
the speculation when it happens to not rule out rule out this lab region. I can tell you many Chinese people, Chinese people, including people from Hong Kong, people from Taiwan or Singapore, right? They kind of have the same kind of mental model, regardless they say or not. One of the evidence is if you're living in the United States, let's just roll back to 2020 timeframe or 2021 timeframe. Just do a recap of that history around you, around the people you know. Do you see more Asian people wearing masks or do you see more white people, black people or uh, like Mexican people do uh, wear a mask, right? People may not going to say why they do that, but deep in their heart, they kind of have a guess of what could happen or how severe this thing is. These are data. Even up to today, when I, I, I can see that trend as well, Europeans are pretty cautious when they are persuaded in their heart about something's right or wrong. You can see like in the beginning, mostly Chinese people, and then Koreans and Japanese people are starting to wear masks, uh, but not the white white people and the black people. And then you can start to uh, see a, a bunch of Europeans starting to wear masks. And guess what? The Europeans are actually pretty diligent in wearing masks until they know for sure that the virus is not circulating in the in the in the office anymore, right? Those kind of things are unspoken ro- rules that reflect people's deep mentality or deep mental model. Whereas, um, even if they don't talk about it, their actions proves what they really believe or what they they really think. I, so I that's the. That. Yes, I want to add a little bit additional uh, information that when I was in Hong Kong in January 2020, even China government insisted that there is only there was only 20 cases or only 25 or uh, less than 30 cases in Wuhan, no human to human transmission. However, Hong Kong people have been through the SARS-1 in 2003. They know Chinese communist government lies so often. So, I mean, we, I mean, we didn't mean that wearing masks is so efficient to protect people against the coronavirus. We talk about mask wearing, like in Hong Kong, people start to wear masks even, uh, in early January 2020, when they heard about the new virus happened in Wuhan, that doesn't mean virus can be prevented through the mask, but it shows that people don't trust the communist government. So they don't trust what the China government told them. No virus, no worry, no uh, no transmission, blah, blah, blah. They don't trust. They know this government always can lie to us. And at that moment, people have no other choice because they don't know what happened. So they have to turn to uh, get something to assure themselves. And in their uh, mind at that time, mask was something uh, efficient or mask could potentially um, protect them. So that's the logic inside. I think that's also what City Lego won't explain to you why immediately you say Asian people, Chinese people, uh, especially Chinese people, start to wear masks and they even uh, don't want to remove it because the fear in their mind and they were implanted 
uh, by this kind of communist culture or experience uh, with this kind of uh, fear. So these fears are kind of triggered when they heard that some unknown, mysterious outbreak happened in Wuhan. So no matter how government, China government deny it, or how much propaganda they released, uh, deep inside, we Chinese people can distinguish it much better or more sensitive than Western people. And that's also what we call as a cognitive difference uh, based on the culture. Right, Sidney Lego? Right. The, what's interesting is my third journey about uh, with the people around me, um, not very far away from the January 19th, 2020, I shared this thing with, I, I got very well with my boss. So just in a random chat, I just shared with him, like this could be a lab leak and uh, could be one of the most uh, dangerous uh, weapon at the time. I don't know what this thing is, honestly. I, I'm just saying it could be a bell weapon and um, just be careful with it. Things might going to change really fast and, and things are going to, going to, going to go wild. Um, he is a respectful, very respectful person and very smart person as well. He trusts but verify or distrust but verify. Um, he put a question mark. I can tell from his facial expression that he <laughs> put a question mark on it. But after a few months, this thing just proves itself. What I didn't realize that is that COVID-19 is not used to kill people only. It, the, the death ratio is not that high. However, it does provide a... I would say like nuclear level damage to your medical system, to your uh, to your finance system, and also like it could be as worse as military system. Um, that's what I didn't know at that time. But just recently, over the past few months, when I just asked random people uh, on the street on during the trip or something, pretty much they're saying, "Of course, it comes from China. It comes from the 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 lab, right?" Like I can tell the change of the tide of people's thinking of the original virus. That's why it gives me courage and confidence that, um, because United States as a country that the House representatives, the senators, right? They basically represent the opinion of the people. They have to do that. This is like one of the fundamental structure of the United States. That is an amazing and, part. Right. So people's opinion that the normal residents, the, the regular Americans, the citizens, the people's opinion um, basically gives me the confidence and courage that the died one million plus Americans weren't going to die in vain. Someday, sometime, very soon, people will find out how they died and who killed them. And many millions, millions more globally as well. Every single one death is too many. One death is too many. Like we can't let this kind of thing, this kind of attack to the United States, just like pass by without without any consequences or without any reasons or explanations. It's just not possible. The yeah. key point I'm seeing right now, the problem I'm seeing right now is I, I watched Dr. Yan's um, previous podcast just earlier this week. The problem is that it's still in the cognitive domain that I, I shared this information with Dr. Yan uh, a few days ago that. If I share this podcast with, for example, my boss or my colleagues at work, right? We're engineers. We have engineering uh, mentality and thinking like model, right? 
I yes, probably... uh, so like we need to have a short break at this moment, and then mm-hmm. let's talk about the engineer thinking and what you learn from people around you in uh, that kind of cognitive in cognitive domain. Uh, what is this kind of uh, opinion and also difference in the next section with our audience? And we will have a short break, and we'll come back continue our uh, topic. Thank you. The wellness company shares your values and fights for medical freedom. They put patients before profits and follow medical science, not political science like doctors on the left. Their chief medical board, which includes Dr. Peter McCullough, are the makers of the incredible American-made high-quality spike formula. If you worry about spike proteins, go to twc.health and use promo code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount. Once again, that's twc.health, promo code OUTLOUD. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic-era strains for decades? Cofix RX took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix RX nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcasts and great talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the voice of Dr. Yin. And in the last section, uh, my guest, Sadie Lego, who work in the high-tech industry with a professional uh, background and also a Chinese-born American now, uh, um, has shared his opinions and his uh, feelings, uh, especially in the pandemic in the past three years on the cognitive difference, culture difference, uh, when he start to commu- communicate, try to communicate with people around him on this kind of uh the reason of the pandemic, the origin of the virus, and also uh many other uh, social uh issues. So he want uh 
share his opinion with us because he also realized that there is a deep gap between Americans and Chinese in the thinking level. And that not only because we live in different environment, it's also because of the, uh, especially for people like us come from communist China, we were raised up in an environment full of propaganda, um, brainwashed uh, this kind of uh, knowledge uh, and also uh, controlled by the whole government. So this kind of experience in our life will change our uh, thinking and change, even change many people's logics, uh, logics when they face to some new issues. And so in the past three years, as me, sitting Lego also wake up and start to realize deeper and deeper about what kind of regime communist China is and also through the origin of COVID-19 uh, by his own investigation, uh, verify the evidence and he has also uh, established the new, uh, this kind of insights on the whole situation. And as he just shared with us, uh, he tried to uh, talk with people around him and he sees the difference that for these people's fit, from these people's feedback, he sees a difference that in the beginning of the pandemic and also until now, more and more people wake up. However, because lack of the understanding of the Chinese culture and the communist China's uh, knowledge. So it's very difficult. It's still very difficult for Americans or people from other uh, Western uh, civilized countries to understand what has happened and what is going on and what will happen to us. So therefore, Sitting Lego once share with us about uh, his the engineer style uh, logic thinking uh, method when he applies that in this kind of uh, cognitive uh, domain to understand what has happened and that has helped him a lot. So Sitting Lego, could you continue your topics on this engineer? Uh, engineer uh, engineering based uh, thinking method and also uh combined with uh, your experience in the pandemic to help our audience understand uh better about your insights sure thanks dr Yan. um if I, I would highly recommend if the audience of this uh podcast if you have not listened to uh, dr Yan's previous episode please go ahead and and listen to it uh, you you you're gonna be amazed about like how deep and how systematic Dr. Yang explained the cover up by the CCP right after over the past three years. So I actually finished up finished up that episode and shared my feedback or opinion with Dr. Yang offline before this one. Um, let's say like I'm I'm just envisioning right if I share this episode with my senior VP or my colleagues around me, right? We're engineers. We talk about data. We talk about logic. Even if the result is very astonishing, it doesn't really matter. It's like truth is truth. Data is data, right? The one who does not lie is data and logic. So 
I would probably add the audience challenge a couple points in here. Like let's say, granted that we know that CCP didn't manage well of their gain, gain of functional app, which by the way, a lot of other countries also have, including the US, also have gain of functional apps. And thereafter, the CCP did malicious cover-ups, right, which killed many people globally, which we have to hold them accountable, which we're doing from, from, from our house right now. And the CCP, they need to pay back a lot of money, right? What I, as an audience, as, as a regular nobody <laughs> around me, I would probably challenge, did they put up the cover-up plan before the unleash? or after they unleash, because that's the key, right? If they did it, if they plan everything before the cover-up, what that, uh, sorry, but before the unleash, that, what, what does that mean? That means the unleash is, purpose, is a purposefully action, whereas the other one is the reaction. Even if they, they have covered it up, then probably it's not as severe as a, as a purposeful unleash, right? Or let me just ask it in a different way, like, did they plan the cover-up first, then release the virus, or... They covered it up, up as a reaction of the unleash, right? If they plan to cover it up, I just don't get it. The point here, the cognitive, the cognitive part is that as a normal American citizen, I would probably don't understand why they do this, why they plan this, why they this do this. This is a what, common what, question what? I got. Right. Like, let's say United States is under attack, right? Let's just say it boldly. Why? Why they attacked us? We're giving them technologies, enabling them to do manufacturing and also doing great business with them in diff different, all kinds of domains. Why do they attack? What's the reason, right? I heard CCP is evil, but not sure they have enough evidence to believe they are living in humane monster. I, I don't think, like as a normal citizen living in the United States, it's really, really hard for me to believe that the CCP is, a, is an inhumane monster. That's not what I see. Right. Instead, so instead me, of that, in 2020, they were kind of panda hugger and they thought China is still their friend. Although there were some kind of uh, business uh, problems, but they believe since in January 2020, they even signed the trade deal. So it's kind of, they, they ignore the, what China is going to do. There is for, I mean, for my uh, perspective, I see Americans back to early 2020, they feel, majority of them at least, uh, feel that there is no reason China could do anything uh, to harm them. And it's so difficult for them to believe it, right? Right. This is exactly the point of the cognitive war. Um, it covers just um, a lot of depth than what we're than, than what we have, like Americans have seen. And much broader than what Americans have seen, as well. So I'll I'll just try to use the limit of time of this episode to to uh to explain a little bit. So, um, one is the Chinese Communist Party has like painted themselves with a camouflage, um, and as if they are harmless, as if they are trying to do business with the United States, giving a lot of money and mutual beneficial, right? But if they are planning all of these cover-ups, all of these camouflage, right, so that they can, like, get United States by, like, a sudden attack, right, then all of those things are not, like, themselves. It's just a protection or kind of, like, pre 
it, it it's like all those things are planned so that they can attack. So that's one. This is a theory. Call it whatever conspiracy or or hypothesis, or whatever, right? But what we're witnessing right now, think about TikTok, right? It's it's been a hot topic these days. Think about the immigrants and think about their New Deal with Brazil uh, using aren't exactly and 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 the balloon, right? Like I think Americans needs to be a little bit more diligent to 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 ask a bunch of why, right? If all of these things are happening all together at a time, just take the balloon for example, right? It's not a two thousand dollar balloon that you can buy from eBay. It's not like that. Also, it's China multi- tried to convince you it is a cheap silver balloon for weather study. <laughs> Right. Look at the pictures. Right. It's not a balloon that a university or some kind of hobbyist that can build. It has to come from some some nation's lab. The question behind that is why did they do that? What they they're trying to do? Right. Same question applies to TikTok as well. Such a great product, I would say. Like I love TikTok as a product. I love the media, all the content makers, the creators that has contributed to this product. I like their um, concept and also their influence. But the question is, why do they have a back door that the CCP can access, right? These are the questions that Americans need to think about, to dive deep into, to understand how the CCP thinks. Because if, if, there's a big if, if uh, the Chinese com- communist government is trying to be play a hostile mode to the United States, I, I, unless we understand by the way, I just want to add also a little bit additional things is we say that last week on 24th March that the Congress held a, a hearing on the TikTok with the CEO, shows Joe. And Joe explained on the hearing that he's not Chinese, he's Singapore citizen, and he insisted that TikTok is a company belonging to Singapore, which is not controlled by CCP. However, he can't explain why that he shared the same uh, attorney, the law team, with the the mother company in China of TikTok. And also, when U.S. side offered to, okay, so if it's not CCP controlled, can can you sell it to U.S. and which the data will be monitored, controlled by U.S. side? And then Cho said, no, he can't. And also, Singapore government didn't say anything. Also, Cho said this is a Singapore industry instead. Chinese Communist government released a statement that they won't sell this uh, TikTok to U.S. and also they strongly condemn this hearing on TikTok. So actually, when you see all these things together, you will see clearly TikTok is a CCP-controlled company, maybe based in Singapore, maybe CEO is Singapore citizen, but it doesn't matter. They are dominant behind but it takes so much discussion, uh, investigation, and also report for Americans to understand it little by little. So here, when stating like a, when you touch this topic, I think this is also a good um, example for the audience to understand this kind of 
layers of layers cover up tactic combined with this kind of cognition, uh, cognitive intervention to help CCP to achieve their special political goals. While it's uh, while it's very difficult for most of uh, ordinary people to understand it uh, in a short time, right? Please go on. Right. Right, I think the key of this cognitive war, besides what we have been doing, right? I think the House did a fantastic job recently to disclose or let the CEO of TikTok to to play his show, his lying show, right, in front of everybody, and proving his his lying and is is actually doing something like really really suspicious. But we can't just stop there. When people lie. This is simple logic, right? When people lie, usually there's a reason. Because when you're telling the truth, you're just telling the truth. But when, whenever I lie myself, whenever I lie myself, that got to be a reason. I might not even realize that reason myself. But if I do retrospect, I can actually start to realize what I think I want to do from that lie, right? Same thing as here. Like, there's no way you can persuade this guy to tell the truth. You can tell. We tried. We showed him evidence. He still lies. So what? But the problem is, the real question is, why does he lie and still do these things, right? What's the purpose yeah. of TikTok? Have a back door. That's the key. Because unless the Americans realize the whys behind the deeds, behind the lies, there's no way that we can protect ourselves. What we want, what we need to protect ourselves is the whys behind their actions. It's not just their action. That's why I, I tweeted. I sent out a. I posted a bunch of tweets recently saying, if if we just ban TikTok, it's not going to provide enough uh, national security to the United States at all. Why? Because there will be a second product. There will be a third product. It could be hardware. Yes. It could be software. It could be website. It could be anything. Unless you understand why to do this, you're not like. There, there's no way that you can protect yourself just from one application on the on the on the app store, and on the on the other side is that all those things are systematic. The point I want to touch is that the system in the United States, our constitution, our legislation system, our legal system, our military, our foreign policies, are mostly transparent. What, what I mean by that is like, if you want research, if you have the capability, right, you can study it pretty well and find a weak point and attack it. And what CCP does is they're doing this at a academic level. Their law school is not a, because why I know this? Because there's a law school in almost every single university. So you can find a friend from law school, not that difficult. It's not used for trained lawyers. They're used to train academic law professionals to study the law legal system in a foreign country for what? So that they can find the weak point and then use it, right? A simple example, the illegal immigrants, right? 900% increase, 1,000% increase, right? I Like at a very, very surface, besides releasing them, to the to the to the to the public to the close by states, right? What could our system do? We don't have that many persecutors. We don't have that many homeland security officers to uh, legally like imprison them or to interrogate them or to investigate their back background. We just can't do that. It, our our system is not designed in that way. 
we don't know. And that system honestly works well with our neighbor, Mexico, with our neighbor, Canada, right? It's not a problem until someone wants to use the system to attack us by sending hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of illegal uh, immigrants in a very short period of time so that they can sneak in if they want. They can, I mean, just use this weak point. If they want, they can sneak in spies. They can sneak in some special force members, right? They can send like a hundred of them. As, as, as long as 10 or 20 of them sneak in, they can do whatever they can, they can they want to do in the United States. Oh, by so, the way, wait, based on our source from China, that there were more than hundreds, thousands of the People's Liberation Army professional agents or operators mixed in this kind of Chinese illegal immigrants through the southern border to U.S., they will conduct or they may already started to coordinate to do something to undermine America. And this is part mm -hmm. of the strategy of CCP's People's War because Chinese mm -hmm. Communist Party have studied the immigration law and also they know that once the border is open and they can send people and these people also the very Disgusting thing is these people will tell you they come to U.S. through border because they can't bear what happened in China. They can't bear CCP government. And so that's why they are kind of political asylum and who you can, you may thought they are anti-CCP. They will tell you they are anti-CCP and then come to U.S. However, that is another tactic that CCP government use these people mixed into the real anti-CCP campaign, uh, Chinese population, and they, one side they can conduct a, a special operation, on the other side they can destroy the reputation of the real dissidents or real anti-CCP uh, campaign in U.S. Uh, that is something very evil, and we have coordinate with the intelligence agencies, provide this information, and we do hope that there will be more kind of action or investigation or other operation launched uh, against this uh, illegal immigration connected to CCP and the People's Liberation Army. Please go on, City Lego. Sure. The question that I really want to encourage my fellow Americans to think on this topic is that think one layer beneath what is happening. We can prove they're lying. We can prove their identity is, is, is hiding. We can prove that they're sending a bunch of people, right? So what's their purpose of doing this? Unless we know the purpose of this whole like systematic actions, operations, right? In different domains, in high-tech domain, in the illegal immigrant domain, in the virus domain, right? unless we understand why they're doing this, our cognitive, our mental model would be Maybe there's just a bad neighbor. Maybe there's just like a not so disciplined citizen, right? So what? Like we use our legal system to protect ourselves. The problem is if your neighbor is trying to take over your land and murder you and then just like put a lien on your on your property that be belongs to them, then you got to do something beyond just protect yourself. 
you got to do something that is effective of fixing their willing of harming you, the willing of robbing your, your land, besides just like go to a police officer and ask him to stay away from you, right? Because if someone wants to do something much worse, the first step would be to know what they want to do. If we're playing blind, blind, if we're playing ignorant, if like one of one of the one of the surveyors that survey E that I asked the question like what what where where do you think COVID come from? <laughs> he's a he's a hippie, very cool guy. Uh, he's saying like you know what COVID can suck my. So the thing is like if we think COVID is just a virus, is just a lab leak, is just something that accidentally leaked, embarrassed the CCP, and they're trying to cover up. If that is our thinking model. We cannot protect ourselves. Why? Because we don't even know. We, we're not even allowed to debate whether or not it did this purposely or did they just trying their best to cover this quote unquote accident to, um, to, to cover up this, right? We have to know the reason, the root cause of why this happened. Is that purposefully? Is that what's their plan, right? Why all of the, those things happen just suddenly? Altogether, why there's so many derails happening in the United States, which never happened over the decades that I've been living in the United States, right? All those like very like suspicious points, if we treat them as singular case, just like TikTok, right? As a singular case, the result would be our legislation system, our resources, taxpayers' money is going to be exhausted by the single case without finding the force behind all those all those single cases unless we can touch that point we're just fixing the surface which will exhaust our own resources back to you dr yan thank you sitting lago you have shared very great insights uh on the perspective of a trans american based on pandemic uh illegal immigrant tiktok and many other issues so i hope our audience can uh get Further, uh, deepen their understanding on CCPs and also their uh, evil, uh, this kind of strategies against America through so many events happened, especially in the past few years. And so that's all we need to uh, start it from the cognitive level. And that's why in the past few uh, episodes and also in the uh, future, we will let people know more and more about CCP's cognitive tactics against both Chinese and also Americans. So like what Xi Jinping today on 30th March, when we are recording this episode, he has published an article on People's Daily to state his um, stance on the origin of COVID investigation. So basically, Xi Jinping's uh, idea is that no one should investigate the origin of COVID and he condemn it as a, as a political weaponized and uh, like he blame America not uh, respect CCP's contribution in the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, and also he 
urge American government, American people to stop the investigation of COVID origin. He means you should uh, accept the wild animal spill over uh, COVID origin, and you should uh, worship CCP government for their great zero COVID policy, and you should stop all the questions, shut up, and uh China, uh, if not China, will do something to uh, which will beyond their expectation. You will be regretful, all like this. So why he, Xi Jinping himself, and also the whole regime is so nervous about this origin COVID, uh, origin of COVID investigation? Because once you go through this origin and you re remove layers of layers of, of this cover-up or lies or propagandas, you will reach to the root cause. That is People's Liberation Army, which is CCP's military, played the dominant role in this virus development. And in fact, it is a novel bioweapon with the low lethal rate but have the massive destructive uh, power to destroy your society. And the Xi Jinping is a person lead all this operation by himself. So you see, once you remove this kind of cognitive intervention, the fact is simple and brief, and you know what you should do. You should hold them accountable to prevent what happened in the future. So that's why we are in a, invisible battlefield against our enemy CCP. And this is a battlefield without guns, without bullets, without missiles, but it all happened on the level of thinking. Once they change your thinking, change your understanding, change your cognition, they will win it. And uh, Thank you for listening to the voice of Dr. Yen and Sidney Lego. Very uh, appreciate you joining me this time. And I really hope you could again come back to the voice of Dr. Yen in the future. And the voice of Dr. Yen will be on air every Saturday and Sunday uh, at 4 p.m. EST on a Mark Out Loud network, radio network. And you also can listen to it through the iHeart radio uh, network. And after that, you will find the podcast through various of the free apps like uh, Google Podcast, uh, Pandora, Spotify from the Mark Out Loud radio talk, uh, network. Thank you so much.